All right then. Yeah. So here we are, back again. Uh, we're talking about Enter the Dragon today, aren't we? Yeah. 1973, starring the immortal Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not immortal, he's dead now. Rude. Right, so it's, it's a martial arts action film, Bruce Lee Kung Fu classic. I don't think that can really be questioned. Uh, it's like Bruce Lee's like first real sort of attempt at bringing um, his films to America. He always had like a previous history of uh, films in uh, in China, and it was like his real chance to go massive and like introduce kung fu, which like realistically at the time wasn't that known about mm. um, into like the mainstream media. And it was yeah. 1973, and he picked the wrong fucking year. Right, have you seen the, the films that were like released in that year? No. Right, so just to ne- mention a few, on the same year that Enter the Dragon was released, The Exorcist was released, Serpico, uh, Wicker Man, Mean Streets, and Westworld, just to name a few. Enter the Dragon holds up, though. I mean, well, that's the thing, you know, for like a brand new, sort of pretty much like a brand new genre. I mean, you can't question what Bruce Lee did for the depiction of Asians in Western cinema, like, he, he entirely changed it, like... He, his, his presence ha- still has an effect to this day and absolutely. will always yeah. have an He's effect. He's iconic. He's absolutely iconic. Like, I've, this, I've never seen a Bruce Lee film before. I watched this. He's a... No, seriously, I've not seen one. But, like, I fucking... I know who he is. Yeah. I mean, he's in Mortal Kombat, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, it's not. Like I well I know it's not him but Luke Kang is obviously modelled after Bruce Lee. Obviously. Yeah, I mean I, I go on to that. I mean it's like you can't not have a Bruce Lee character. Yeah, well I mean when I was a kid we we called we all called Luke Kang Bruce Lee. Yeah, I don't think we knew anyone's name apart from Sub Zero, but like he's iconic. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah, you don't you don't, like I say you don't need to have watched these films to know who Bruce Lee is. But, no, he's fucking Bruce Lee. But I do, and he's amazing. Okay, so like some quick things about um, that I want to mention. Do you know when the creep when he has that crazy like punch fit? Which one? When the guy <laughs> like comes, one? the guy comes in, um, like he's in, in his uh, room, and the guy tells him it's training outside. And then he just like looks at the camera and it just does a lot of punches. Oh yeah, and go, he makes <laughs> outside. Good, yeah, it makes like a really high pitched wail as well, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, oh, that's good. The, uh, a lot of the stuff like that happens, like just like crazy, just like outside punchy bits. Yeah, man. Um, okay, I like the way that the racist cops really get what they deserve. Yeah, I talk about that. <laughs> when when they stop with him, they get exactly what they deserve. But that's like a little bit of a, a theme, like. A lot of people get exactly what they fucking deserve in this I world. mean, this this movie, like, every time I thought something, like, it got answered mm. not long after. Like, they got thinking. Like, Parsons, the New Zealand guy on the bike. Yeah, he gets fucked. He's a, di- he's a dick to that kid with the oranges. Everyone gets the comeuppance. Yeah, man, and then he has to go on that fucking boat like a dick. Yeah. Like, um, I... What's he say to Bruce Lee? He's like, do I startle you? Yeah, yeah. Something. Do I bother you? Yeah, that's it. Fuck off. Like when he's just like, he's standing there and he's just throwing punches right near his face and says, do I bother you? He's like, yeah, of course you are, you prick. Yeah, you're a dickhead. So like everybody gets what they deserve. Like Bolo, like he gets what he deserves. Han does, uh, like Bob Wall does. Um, Like sometimes too much. Like the guards get killed for being bad at their job. Yeah, I mean. It's a bit too much. 
I guess Williams got killed for having a bird in his face. Being greedy, he had too yeah. many. He only picked five. Yeah, <laughs> too many, man. Yeah, and then when he when he like was in Hans thing, he actually got a bird in his face as well. So, oh, yeah. um, and another thing, um, Hans multi hand. Oh God, yeah. So like, like the reveal of the prosthetic hand as well. Like, oh my God, he just well, chopped someone to death. It, with, it's, right, so he's running. He's running, <laughs> he's running this criminal empire, but he's like posing as this just like fight promoter, like a crazy Dana White. Yeah. He, he's organised this tournament, <laughs> right? And then he's showing everybody around and going, "Oh yeah, here, have a look around at my facilities." He's got like the training people, like the drug testing agencies coming around, yeah. and nobody's pointed out. Go, why has he got loads of like hand shaped weapons? <laughs> like nobody's concerned about but, that. Uh, and also a skeletal hand in a yeah, jar. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't question that. And he's he got Why like, you always want a glove hand? <laughs> yeah, just just a glove, I mean good for you. He's just not, a massive Michael Jackson fan, that's yeah, all. He's, he's, he's not he's not letting still a bit yeah, disability like get him down, has he? He just just got at it. Yeah, he goes for it, man. Yeah, exactly. It's lucky that um his mannerisms he only needs to like ever have his hand flat as yeah. well. <laughs> he basically just gestures to people all the time. Yeah, it's lucky yeah. he doesn't have to like flip people. Yeah, off. just like I just like fuck you, buddy. Just give us two seconds whilst I change this. <laughs> there you go. Just needs to change it to the bird. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a giveaway that maybe his plans are like a bit nefarious when he's got loads of like hand shaped weapons. Because, yeah. Like the, the like the hairy pipe that you see at the end that's yeah, stuck in the thing. There's yeah. also the, yeah the, the little bear claw. Yeah. Like, why does that have fur? It's the hairy pipe. You just gotta like the hairy pipe. I don't like that. Um, and uh, Braithwaite's shit army. His uh. It, it's army's like, not shit. Why is his army? You no, know, no. He's just it's somebody though. It's, it's it's like it's like Braithwaite. He's working for somebody on somebody's behalf, and like so and then if something goes on, then someone will come for an interesting party, and it's just like he's the CIA, mate. And it's the, uh, well, I'll talk about this later, but it's the, it's the Jeet Kune Do division of the CIA. Well, that's it? it. It's just like, oh, we should get do it. I'll just get some guy who's good at kicking ass. He'll <laughs> figure it out. He'll probably sort yeah, it out. Yeah, just get Bruce Lee. Yeah. Fuck it. He can, he can do a standing forward bend really well. We'll have him. Yeah, I mean, when you actually figure out what like Bruce Lee does to actually raise the alarm, he just goes to the place and then just sends a message from that place and they go, all right, let's fucking go for it. Yeah, it just starts throwing snakes at yeah, people. Oh, yeah, we, th- we, think, we think he's doing opium. He just goes there and goes, yeah, they are. Probably. And then they go, all right, send the army then. Probably. You could have just sent the army. Keep killing people as well, don't care. Is he doing opium? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> right, so this, as I say, this was the first time I watched this film. So I have no nostalgia goggles for it, unlike a lot of other people. And with that said, I fucking love this film. It is absolutely brilliant. I'm a big Bruce Lee fan now. I've been reading a lot about him. Like, I think he's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I really wish this was one of those things I had like as a kid. Because you know, like Robocop, I like, as well as having it as an awesome movie, I've also got like, since I was a kid, pretending to be Robocop, just those memories in the bank but I don't have any like pretending to be Bruce Lee memories so I guess I'll make some new ones so why not but yeah so like as me watching the film these are just the sorry you've had you were did you think you were Robocop I used to pretend to be Robocop like playing 
like play in, you know, uh, like, you know, pretend I was fighting at 209, why not? When I'm a little kid, I thought we last week, I mean, when I was like five, mate, like, mm-hmm. what else are you going to do? You play cops and robbers, like, I'm fucking robo-cops and robbers, bro. Okay. But anyway, so me watching this film for the first time, these are the things that, like, shone out to me, right? Basically, the impression I got of this movie is when they wrote it, they were like, right, I want to get the plot out of the way as quickly as we possibly can, loads of kung fu, and then just wrap it up. (laughs) So, from the start, oh, first things first, Bruce Lee's master's voice is absolutely amazing, by the way. The uh, the massively orange, massively the, the monk scene, yeah, monk, the, yeah. That's that like that is added with, to with, most versions. Like the, of the normal, I think normal cinematic version didn't have the monk scene. Like every, every elderly Asian gentleman in this film has had their voice dubbed over with yeah. like an American. Well, you, well, there is there is that mix of it. There are some like um, actors in it who are fluent, mm-hmm. and there is there is still dubbing over. Yeah. Of a lot of, and then Bruce Lee's like English in it is very very sort See, of I'm watching it I couldn't tell what was dubbed and what well I mean I could tell sorry I could tell what was dubbed but then I couldn't tell what wasn't yeah like, I just sort of got into a dubbed mindset but then I was like transfixed on the kicks anyway so but yeah and it, so it, his voice was just amazing like that drew me out straight I'm like oh Jesus Christ American Shaolin monk but yeah so the story gets very clearly explained to us straight away right first by Bruce Lee's master then by Mr. Braithwaite and then just to clarify you get Bruce Lee just like hearkening back immediately like we Mr. Braithwaite just in case you missed it he did say we just in case get the story out of the way right then you get some training footage of your bad guys so you know what you're up against which is ridiculous by the way and I thought as I was watching it I was like fucking hell it's a good job Bruce Lee's not a flaming board isn't it or else he'd be fucked but he's not he's a person or a big pile of gravel yeah good job he's not a big pile of gravel like what is this training training footage man it's ridiculous it made me think you know the scene on Hot Shots where Charlie Sheen dips his hands in the toffee and then into the M&M's. Well, yeah, like, like, well, that, no, that, that's, that's um, kickboxer, though, isn't it? Yeah, 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 but it just made me think oh, of yeah, that. Like, it, this is as serious as that scene. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's your general sort of, like, generic sort of formation of showing your force. Yes, but I, I just thought, well, it's a good job he's not a flaming board, isn't it? So, <laughs> after that, you get your bad guy introduced, you get your story explained, then your bad guy introduced, and then it throws a load of backstory at you. So, first... You get Bruce Lee, he's, um, he's meditating on the boat and he starts thinking back to when he's sat by the fire, I think, and there's, there's an elderly yes. gentleman telling him the story of when Hans Men came to town yeah. and how his sister died. Yeah. And then, in true Inception style, they go into that, that story yeah. within the story. And it's like, this is like we just need more reason to hate this hand guy now. Let's just throw yeah, it and, and then as well, there's there's what? a bit at the end of that one where you see it as the girl's point of view as well, where yeah. she actually stabs herself and goes even yeah, further, more so. Because like from that, you ever notice that Bruce Lee knows who O'Hara is after that? Yeah, but he doesn't actually know who that this is O'Hara in the thing. Yeah, he gets to, I, I think from the sound of the story because he knows he slashes him so he knows Oh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess he just assumes it. But, but yeah, we, so we, we get this big reason to hate Han and O'Hara because we see this scene where they're like chasing his, um, his sister through the town and she's got the worst look on that day. Nobody like, gives her any yeah, fucking help. No one gives Wanda her any comes help. just shutting doors. Like, oh, you look like you're going to get raped. Then, oh, no, shut then, when she, then when she goes to kill herself, none of them stop her. They all could. If they want to do anything to her, they can just get... You think you're not overpower her at that point. 
and then she stabs herself and you know she must have been pretty certain something fucking terrible was about to happen she just straight up kills yeah, herself yeah she's, she's just like oh yep pegging it awful awful scene um then it turns out that Lee didn't know any of that as well. That's like the first time he's hearing this story. Like, how did he think his sister died? Like, why is this the first time he's hearing? Right before he goes to this, he's like, oh, you're going to a martial arts tournament to do this yeah, really yeah. secret top, like top priority job for the CIA. Oh, by the way, you know all those guys there just to get you pure vexed and unfocused. They were going to rape your sister, so she killed herself. Like, but then without, shit, but without that knowledge, he may have been weakened. Well, I don't think so. I think this goes exactly to what he said to his student. Where he's like, not anger, emotional content. That's what's going on. So after this, you get introduced to Roper and you get Roper's flashbacks. Because they're still throwing flashbacks at us, right? Roper's flashback is bloody amazing, right? So he gets... He's playing golf and he gets accosted by, like, some debt collectors, right? Uh-huh. And they say to him, it's like, and they're Freddy's like, oh, boys. Yeah, Freddy's boys come. They're like, oh, you owe us 150. Presumably. Big ones. Yes, yeah, big ones. Presumably thousands, right? And then he threatened to break his bones. And they ask him, like, oh, have you got it on him? And I thought that was odd. I'm like, no, of course he doesn't have $150,000 on him. Like, what are you talking about? Then he kicks everyone's ass. Goes back to the game and he says to who I assume is either his partner or just his assist, assistant yeah. or PA or something. Says to her, what's my bank balance? And she says, $63.43. And I'm like, did he just murder a bunch of fucking debt collectors who'd come after him for $150? And he's thinking, oh God, I've only got my Amex in my, in my wallet. And there's only like just less than $65 in there. He's like, even if he has got chip and pin, I don't have it. That's his option. Gonna have to kill them. I will go into. I, I've got. I've got a and, whole section. And then you get you get a little side. bonus thing with him as well. Like there was there was a scene. I can't remember if it's just before his flashback or not. But there's a scene where you see him. I think presumably at the airport, and there's all these cases in front of him. And he's like talking to like the, a porter, yeah, and like pointing at the cases. And I was like, I thought, oh, that's well funny, like. One of those is his cases, but they're all identical and he doesn't know which is which because it's like generic businessman case, I guess. Like, oh, that's well funny. I was like, oh, or well, maybe they're just all his cases. I don't know. And then you see him in the book with yeah. all the cases. Like, oh, they're all his yeah. cases. Brilliant. That made me smile. And then finally, you get William's flashback um, where essentially they're just like, oh, yeah, he's the black guy. He's going to be the subject of like racial abuse for this movie. So immediately... Racial profiling from some prejudiced cops who get properly triggered by their own jealousy when he mentions he's going go to, to Hawaii. He's not always going to Hawaii. Yeah, that's, so, he's got a passport as well. What? <laughs> but then he just murks them, obviously, because he's a martial artist. Yeah, man. Fucks them up. And that dog has a go as well. I like big props to that dog. Yeah, Anti-racist dog. But then he steals the car. So now the movie's racist. <laughs> well done. It's like, ah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then, I mean, after that, you just, they put you on the boat, you see everyone together, you get fun times watching Parsons nearly drown. But he's, what are you doing? He's, he's, what are you doing? He's a super bloody hair. He's an asshole though, right? But yeah. everyone else on the boat is as well, because he comes out, you see him for the first time, he just assaults some kid, and no one's like, hey, up, mate, what the fuck yeah, are you doing? Yeah, quit that shit. Like, yeah, everyone, they're, all, they're all martial artists, yeah. so they could all just go that's, out like, that's, they're all that's just that's having a bad day. He's like, he's on a boat with 
Like, like loads of people. Four of the best martial artists in the world, right? One of them's picking on him, and the other three don't, don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at Hey, dudes, dudes. Nobody got me back. So, that's the setup. They get that shit out of the way. Oh, yeah. And then they just make way for the next part. Yeah. Okay. Right, say so. Ah, shit. This is, like... I really believe that, like, not only this, like, as I said before, it was, like, real chance for Bruce Lee to showcase, like, himself in Hollywood and the West. Hmm. But I, like, really believe that, like, a lot of the aspects of this film, it's more, like, a showcase to his own individual martial art. Okay. Okay. So, like, as I said before, like, Kung Fu was... Few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu was new to most. Um, and it still is for a lot of people. There is still a lot of misunderstanding about martial arts and any yeah. kind of fighting. Like, Kung Fu is the generic term, isn't it? Like, yeah. Or karate as well. Like, oh, I'm going to karate chop you all. Like, oh, I know Kung Fu. Like, you don't know but, shit. <laughs> but what he did in this film was, like, more revolutionary. It was to, like, really advertise and kind of prove that his combination of styles, known as Jeet Kune Do, was, like, an effective martial art. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, right. so like, I'll give you a little bit of uh, information about Jeet Kune Do. So it's a hybrid martial art, mm-hmm. okay? So it was like without form. You know, as, as the old monk says, because there is actual truth in that. Okay. So, you know, it, and it's a non-traditional, like, martial art because a lot of traditional martial arts were like one style where he's like willing to blend style. So it's a Wing Chun base... And if you're thinking, where do I know Wing Chun? You may have heard of Ip Man. Um, like, Bruce Lee was actually right. trained. He was a student of Ip Man. Okay. So, it is Wing Chun-based. Um, uh, a lot of the concepts of uh, Wing Chun is about intercepting attack. Um, it, it's, like, almost defensive. But the main focus is, like, minimum effort for maximum effect. So, when you look at a lot of the attacks that he pulls off, it really is that. You see Bruce Lee, he looks very passive, but then when he moves, he moves at such like an imprecise moment. His body's like under constant tension. Exactly. Especially when you look at, when you look at something like the one-inch punch that he does, like all that power he generates like from his back. Have you seen that? When he fucking yeah, destroys absolutely. the ball from an inch away, knock people well, over. You see, his whole body, it's like a suspension. Well, that's, that's, it just pops. It's what you go into. It, it's, for him, like the martial art was a bit more... Not just the style, but also him. So, like, the Jeet Kune Do, like, he borrows techniques from, like, fencing, boxing, Kali, which is um, sometimes known as a screamer, which is a Filipino weapons-based martial art, uh-huh. judo, karate, and taekwondo, right? So, you could possibly argue that Jeet Kune Do within itself is, like, pr- pretty much one of the first mixed martial arts within itself. Right. Because it is a combination of lots of different styles. And it's, we use this to actually demonstrate... Hmm. That, and still in an entertaining entertaining way what, in like a different environments. Legitimizing Jeet Kune Do. I, I, do, I do kind of feel this. Because if you look at like, aspects of it, so in, in the fights at the start of the thing, he, he performs an armbar. So an armbar, submission kind of style, that's borrowing from the judo. So the fights, the kicks and the punches, you look at a lot of the kicks and the punches, so they're obviously boxing, karate techniques. Yeah. right? So one big thing about traditional martial arts and kicks... Traditionally, most kicks are aimed lower as effective martial arts. Mm-hmm. But Taekwondo, which is 
naturally treats his more as a competition sport rather than a martial art, uses higher kicks. But Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do like, employed like high kicks as effective striking methods. Yeah. Okay, and so like it actually is now. You look at like professional uh, kickboxing now, martial arts, say, the the high kick, roundhouse kick is a very effective technique. Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, me cock, crow cop, traditional uh, pride days, you know, uh, left head kick, absolutely devastating as a, as a, te- a legitimate, a legitimate <laughs> like fight ending yeah, technique. Yeah, that's one thing I've, I've thought about this movie, like, you don't stand up after a kick to the head. No. Like. But like tra- <laughs> most traditional martial arts, like especially Chinese style, the kicks were very much lower. It was not not common. Okay, so uh, weapons. So there, there's multiple scenes where he's using sticks, which obviously is the Kali kind yeah. of style. Uses the nunchucks in the he, extended. He scene. also successfully disarms uh, an armed opponent as well, suggesting that he knows some sort of uh, weapons-based martial art. He, he disarms. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, O'Hara with the bottles. Yes. Yeah. Successfully disarms him and. So, and then when you look at when he's fighting himself, because there's a lot of entertainment fights and they're usually from like the other characters, but Bruce Lee fights, when you see them, they're often very, very clinical and it fits in with that like minimum effort, maximum output. But he's like, he's cold, he's cold blooded and he's fine. And as you alluded to as well, like not only was he just kind of promoting his. Um, martial art it was the ideology of it as well because a lot of what you said puts down to his athleticism yeah like to be able to perform the martial art as he would like you have to fully buy in with like the athleticism Mm -hmm. that requires yeah I mean he's definitely a tool for what he wants to achieve isn't he like he's sculpted he's not the way Bruce Lee looks is not an accident like it's not just happenstance that his body performed in such a way that he can do the things that he does like he's worked on that it's all intentional yeah and as well with his martial art and his ideology he obviously passed on because he obviously taught Jeet Kune Do when he taught to the actors Mm. like John Saxon and uh, Jim Kelly of um, Enter the Dragon he also trained with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Chuck Norris who were in other Bruce Lee films so you know there was a lot buying at the time and like we said the the legacy of it all like we said every game's like a Bruce Lee character Tekken's got a Bruce Lee character Mortal Kombat's got you know he is a big thing Anderson Silver um, I think there was a documentary about him and it was called I think it's called Water and it is that same like without form style yeah, so yeah. even like like yeah, one yeah, of the put, most put, successful put water in a teapot becomes the teapot yeah he's like one of the most successful yeah. like martial artists of like modern era in the UFC area like mm. Anderson Silva he still borrows from yeah Bruce Lee mm. you know and like I'll just put this last um, this last thing like Kill Bill as well even stuff like so iconic yeah I mean it's like it's like the thing with Bruce Lee, and then you talk about Kill Bill and like, uh, like video game characters and like these real life legends in the UFC. It's like icons create icons, and that that's what makes Bruce Lee. Like I'd said, the immortal Bruce Lee. That's what makes him immortal. Yeah. Man. Like he'll never fucking well, die. This is what this is the last thing like, I thought. He, he's 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 in. He, well, he's well, alive in all of us. Whilst like, there is crazy. Whilst there is fighting. There will always be Bruce Lee. 
Yeah, man. That is the thing. Absolutely. Whenever anybody fights, people will always see Bruce Lee. It's, it's like I said, I've never. This is the first time I've seen a Bruce Lee movie, but like, I know who Bruce Lee is, man. Everyone fucking knows who Bruce Lee is. He is he's an icon, and yeah, man. What more can you say about him? He is really good because there is that very superficial level of. Like what you can see in just most of the films, but again, there is so much to just I mean, like, yeah, more I like what he actually did. Like I said, I like just started. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm starting getting into him. Like just I'm up, like scratching the surface of who this guy is, and just, it's so interesting. Like so interesting. So back to the movie. Our next segment is. They've got all the uh, they've got all the story out of the way. You know what's going on, so we're just gonna start shoving in as much extravagance, decadence, and murder as we possibly can. So we first treated to the Doll the, Pass Party, the Temple of Doom meets Canto by Banquet scene. <laughs> I would like that. Though. I like the sumo wrestling that's going on. That's pretty dope. I liked the violence to apples that was so horrific. They couldn't film it. Yeah. <laughs> so you see the apple and you see him throw the blade, but you, we can't show you what happened, mate. They'll, they'll only censor it anyway. <laughs> and then the guys that laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> was that a threat? Like, what was happening there? Well, it, it kind of seemed like it was almost like partner selection at one point because there was like different ladies like throwing the darts and then different guys catching it. And then there was two old dudes get it and catch it. And it's like, oh yeah. crap, is it going to be like that kind of part? Yeah, I'm not yeah. Sure. <laughs> Keys in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next day we see the uh, rig betting on the fights and the guy with the hip attached and uh, the jerk from New Zealand gets absolutely battered. Um, he's meant to be, what? He's, they've selected the four best martial artists from around the world. This guy just gets steamrolled, man. Like... How's he up there with those three? I don't know if he's the best. I'll go on to it in a bit, but I don't know if he's necessarily the best martial artist, but... Oh, that's what he was looking for. Yeah, I think that's what he was looking for. I don't think that's what he got. I don't think that's what he got. All right, so you think he got jerked around a little bit on this? A little bit. Fair enough. I think the fight records were oversold. But, I mean, my, uh... He was truly shit, though. Like, Parsons was truly shit for, like... I don't know if it's just he talked himself up so much that everyone was like hyped to batter him, but he was shit, man. No, Best the only training I... he'd done is kicking kids with like oh, oranges, true. that's it. Well, I call bullshit on him being a pro anyway. No, that's it, he's lined up for his Parsons lined up for his fight, he's squared up against the guy, and he's got the guy he's squared up against the guy and he go, Oh he hasn't got a bu- like a basket of oranges. I'm <laughs> fucked here, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> And that, that, that evening then, we see Bruce Lee sneaking around for a little bit and uh, Williams decides to go out for a walk and that girl's like, oh, you can't go outside and he just goes. And she doesn't I even try that, baby. Yeah, she doesn't even try and stop him. She's like, no, it is not allowed. Does not, yeah, does nothing to enforce him though. Nothing to enforce that rule. Um, so Bruce Lee's sneaking around. Yeah, he's just banged like six chicks. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, a, a walk would probably do him good, man. His heart rate's probably off the fucking scale. But... Yeah, man. <laughs> He goes for what? Bruce Lee goes around back. Open the window as well. He's probably going to stink a bit. I <laughs> Maybe that's where he's going. Yeah, he's like, he fucking reeks of it, love. <laughs> but he, he, um, he sees Bruce Lee climbing over the wall after he's battered some guys and they, they know he's there and they know something's up. And he sees Bruce Lee going over the wall and he's like, yeah, what does he say? He's like, a human a fly. A human fly. What? <laughs> Do you know what a fly is? <laughs> like, Spider, fine. Human spider, yeah, I get that. All right. Monkey. Human, 
Yeah, fine, give him a monkey. Monkey man. But, like, fly? What? <laughs> he's not flying, he's climbing and jumping. Yet. Maybe you say because he's small, I don't know. <laughs> right, so then we start squeezing murder in. So straight away, Bolo versus four guards, just pure murders him, and we are uh, witness to some of the best accompanying faces so far in the film. When he crushes the guy yeah, and he's smiling he's like, at him. Yeah, just brilliant. Just like snapping people, stamping on people's heads. Again, we can't film that, but you get to see his face and you know it's serious. Those snapping noises, man. Yeah. I hope it's like I just imagine someone in a studio with a bunch of sticks, just like <laughs> next one. Loads of, water, loads of watermelons getting twat. Or just like a bag of crisps, just like scrunching yeah. it in half. <laughs> then you get immediately after you get Bruce Lee versus O'Hara. And uh, he beats in that fight. Yeah, he harkens back straight away to what I said. He's like, boards don't hit back, and I'm like, you fought the same as me, Bruce Lee. And then he fucks him right up, dishonors himself, pulls his legs. Bruce Lee fucks him up. Then he gets the bottles. Then Bruce Lee just murders him. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps on his chest, and then I thought we'd seen the best kill face in the movie. Yeah, when he kills O'Hara, that face is just like sheer, like I've just shit my pants. Then he turns to Han with such shame in his face. Then it cuts to the next shot, and he he doesn't have shame anymore. He just doesn't give a fuck. Then he walks forward, and he's like, he shamed himself, so fuck him. Yeah. Murder's legal on this island, right? So we've got two island rules now. <laughs> so rule number one from the exposition at the start from Mr. Braithwaite, no guns under any circumstances, considering how dangerous this island yeah. is. No guns, you can't have guns on. there. You know they're not allowed. Murder's fine. <laughs> if you need to stomp on someone, <laughs> that's absolutely fine, Bruce Lee. Don't worry. Oh, well, a gun's, a gun's there. No, you can't have guns. No what, guns. About, what about hand-style weapons? <laughs> yeah, I think they're fine. I can't see any problem <laughs> with that. Why not? <laughs> so, get a bit of murder out of the way. Then we see uh, Han tries to entice Williams, right? Um, but Williams rejects him in the best, sorry, the best possible way. Like, bullshit, Mr. Handman. Fuck right off. Then they fight. He comes right out of a comic book. Man, <laughs> you come right out of a comic book. <laughs> they fight for a bit. Turns out he's super legit and he's like fucking him up. Han is like, he's old but he's legit. Yeah, right? And then they bust into this room. The drug room. The, yeah, the high room. And I'm watching this movie and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, what drug are these people supposed to be on? What's going on in there? I thought like the well, way it's, it's opium, set up, obviously. Well, I thought the way it's set up, it kind of is supposed to look like they've been smoking weed or something. It might be smoking but, weed as well. But well, like, there's, no, there's no smoke in the room or anything. But they're all just sat there like with the sunglasses on, laughing their heads. Yeah, like, like, he, like he falls on one woman. It's like an interlude and from then a gets up and she, yeah, video. Yeah. Like, what? Wait for some guy to walk in with no shoes on. Yeah, yeah. Sit down at his keyboard like, <coughs> Strafe, what's going on with you, mate? What's going on? This is out to Parsons. <laughs> oh, God. You're Kiwi bastard. <laughs> so, yeah, you get the high room experience, and then um, uh, Williams just gets karate chopped to death with a. I mean, you get the prosthetic limb revealing, like, oh shit. That's what the skeletal hand was, in case you didn't fucking eat. If, you know, if, if you're a fucking dolt and you didn't yeah. get what was going on anyway. Yeah. The guy who could never flex his hand. 
Oh god. So then Han uh, escalates his plan and goes uh, goes in with Roper, goes full Bond villain and fucks subtlety because it didn't work last time. Busts out the cat guillotine, ex- excess in this movie, like it's getting all in. Like, right, we've killed someone, we've killed four people, we've been snapping people, like, oh we killed a we killed a guy in a high room and we karate chopped him to death, what's next? Fucking behead a cat! Fucking cat in the guillotine! And like that scene where Roper takes it out, that wasn't scripted. That is the actor just like you can't do that. So he takes the cat out. But then he sees Williams uh, hanged and dropped into the tank. And that's truly an offer he can't refuse. So um, we're led to believe that Roper turns and joins Han. Yeah. Um, at this point in the movie, um, they remind us that Bruce Lee's in it. <laughs> so we see him running around outside. And it dawned on me that he's the only one actively snooping around, yet the only one that hasn't yet found anything. Um, he, f- he finds that little hatch down uh, climbs down into this underground where he climbs right down with his legs out straight just showing off <laughs> yeah, for no reason just to be Bruce Lee um, he climbs down here um, he's got his snake in his bag and he's found the base and snooping around and puts the snake through the door and the guy and just they, goes fuck they it put the, they did the alarm they put the alarm for a snake and no, and he just, he just he like pegs the chair straight out of the window and just bombs out <laughs> himself. So, oh, snake, I like, fucked this. You think working on an island with snakes? Like, come on, dude. Like, maybe it was like four we, o'clock on we, like a Friday or something we, like, and it's like, oh, perfect opportunity so to clock off. We live in a country, right, <laughs> where in the winter you get more spiders in your house because they're coming in because it's cold. I don't like spiders, right? But when I come to my front room in the front morning, turn the light on, there's a spider on the floor. I don't just fucking pin it out the window. It's like, it's a little bit scary to me, but I just deal with it. Like, why don't these guys do that with the snake? Like, what the fuck? He just, he just hits the alarm. Straight away. Like an idiot. <laughs> right, so then yeah, you get a, a, a little bit more murder and a little bit more Bruce Lee kill face. Um, and he uh, eventually gets captured. But I did notice when he, when he like immobilizes that guy and pushes him up against the jail cell bars. Yeah, and the next all scene the, he's all not all there. The just grab him, and the next scene he's not there. Yeah, he just uh, disappears. <laughs> so then he gets captured. Uh, he gets back out. Uh, he has to fight Bolo, and then he's just Jackie Chan's <laughs> yeah. that scene. Is it? Yeah, he, he's he's not credited in the cast. In, in the listings, but Jackie Chan is in Enter the Dragon. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't see him. Is he on screen? He, he is screen. on the scene, but he's, he, like I say, he's not he listed in the, in the credits. Oh, he's well. like, he's a... Maybe I'll look out for him. I'll, I'll Google it and see if I can find him. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, um, so uh, they he, he gets captured, uh, he gets out, and then it's like, shit, we need to start wrapping this movie up. Before we do that, though, um, just, just kick Bolo in the dick so hard that he dies. Yeah. And then, like, oh, you've got that last bit of extravagance out of your system. Like, oh, fuck it. Oh, let's wrap this movie up now, guys. <laughs> the end of extravagance. And then as, as quickly as they began it all with the flashbacks, they have to start finishing it. And it's a goddamn treat. It is. It is. Okay. The real hero of this piece. I mean... What's achieved at the end of it is unclear, but the real hero is, and that is Roper. 
he is the, the hero of the piece. Okay. So, so played by John Saxon, yes. absolutely amazingly. Yes. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. He was uh, Yeah, he's uh, he's the dad, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, the cop. So that's where I know him from. <laughs> Roper, and he's your hero is a chronic gambling addict. <laughs> yeah. This is a massive thing for him, right? Well, he can't so, be that bad. He only owes a hundred. No, he, he, he's so bad. Right, he could not enjoy a game of golf. It's just golf. I'm gonna fucking bet on it. I don't give a shit. I'll bet on it. Right. Yeah. So he, he he's playing his day. He's uh, round the golf, and like Freddie sends the boys, and it's like it's the dog rope. We're gonna break something. Right. Yeah, so he gets yeah. threatened whilst trying to play golf that he's mm-hmm. still betting on for a betting debt, mm-hmm. and he has to like like you say he has to like murder his way yeah, out yeah, yeah. of debt. Right, so you think this would be like maybe a message, do you know, like a wake up call, a wake up call like to yes. change his life, and he kind of does. He, he agrees to go on this this martial arts tournament. Yeah, yeah. There's true mate. Yeah. You know, he. You know, if he goes to that tournament, See his experiences. <laughs> yeah, he might like go for a better life. Yeah, but like he. He does, but he don't look like he's asked. He don't look like he's been tra- like he's trained. He's been playing golf. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's just in a go. He looks like he's gonna have a bit of a holiday. Yeah, yeah he's not taking anything too seriously. You know, he's but having he, fun with it. Yeah, but he, he's showing off as well, like you say, with all these suitcases. Yeah, because yeah. that's just his style. He don't yeah, care he's, wherever he's, he's going. He's still pretty fly off. for a white guy, isn't he? <laughs> okay. Then on the ship, straight away, he can't fucking resist himself. Betting again. Straight away, wanna bet? Insects, <laughs> man. Some hey, some action. It's just straight away he's yeah, back yeah. into his bad habits. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they bet on the praying mantises, don't they? Yeah. Like Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee wins, and like that's some sort of metaphor for for Bruce Lee being the smaller, but he, well, he like, recognizes the technique. He's like an establishing like a betting rival. Yeah. To like encourage more betting, it's like you need to get off this betting line. Yeah, so sort of immediately establishes his uh, his faux nemesis, I suppose, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's on this boat, he's going to this island. Start betting, get trained, because you're going to get twatted in this fight. Yeah. Like, you've been playing golf, betting, mm-hmm. now you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Okay, so he goes on the island, but, like, he settles in straight away. He loves that fancy life, doesn't mm-hmm. he? You know, it's like that island's made for him. Yeah, yeah. It's got but, his name all over it. <laughs> but he knows it's dodgy straight away. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's been around enough. He knows what's going down, but he doesn't give a shit, really, does he? Mm. You know, he's he's there. That he's got his lady friend that he seems to know from before, or whatever. And there he is drinking the oh, night. Oh yeah, before. what does he say? He's like, he's like a woman like that. Teach you a lot about yourself. Yeah. And Bruce Lee's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think we all went, oh yeah, didn't we? And he's drinking the night before. He's like, <laughs> he's not really taking it, you know. He's taking no, no. a piss again. Yeah. And then he has this fight against this real pigeon. <laughs> and what? Like when he's betting, when like during his fight, he can't even fight properly. Yeah, he has to bet on everything. We're doing a pigeon. That's what he describes him as the guy he's fighting. I'm oh, right, I missed the, that. I'm looking at the real pigeon. Oh, I missed that. Fucking hell. <laughs> so he can't even take his fight and he's back to his betting ways. Hmm. Right. And then when shit kicks off, like with Han, he talks yeah. his way out because he's like yeah. a smooth bastard yeah. wearing his nice sweater. I think that sweater's got a lot to do with it. Saves yeah. the cat, so yeah. he's the hero. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, and then uh, so he, he smarms his way out of that. But uh, when it proper boots off, real kicks off, big star, 
he's like, oh, sh-. it's like he knows what to do. Yeah, like... Um, he's like, oh, this shit again. Yeah, like, well, like when Bruce Lee is about to fight Bolo, he like, he steps in, doesn't he? Yeah. And like, he, he steps up to the plate. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a redemptive thing. Yeah, he's like, oh, this shit again, right? Everybody dies, loads of people die at the end. Really, that's the first time in the movie that we see him actually bet on the winner as yeah. well. <laughs> when he takes Bruce Lee's side. Yeah. <clears throat> And everybody's dead and he's just like, fine. He's just the middle of an international like, incident. Um, like Bruce Lee fights Hans. So in this whole thing, all this shit kicking off, Bruce Lee goes off, fights Han. Mm-hmm. How many motherfuckers did he pagger in this fight? With all these fuckers that we see in the background. Like, Rob people just been kicking pure ass for yeah, ages. Yeah, I mean, he looks fine as well. He doesn't even have a black eye, does he? He's, yeah. Like, his he's geese not even dishevelled. No, man. <laughs> he's just been there. Like, Bruce Lee's been fighting one guy. He's been knackering loads. Mm. And end that fight, hairy pipe, title goes up. You know where you know where Roper's going? Straight down to Bucky's. <laughs> down like. to Coral. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. This film is basically a really long gambling ad. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Because, like, he never successfully bets, except for when he bets on Bruce Lee. But, yeah. I mean, that's not a real bet, is it? I, I guess, I mean... How does that make him the hero? <laughs> what? He's the one who gets through. Like, so he, uh, he discovers more than what Bruce Lee does. Yeah, I mean, he comes out the other side, the more knowledgeable guy, doesn't he? And, like, he makes the right choice, as you say. Fair play to Rope, but yeah. a lot of time for him. I enjoyed him. So, uh as I was saying, the final sequence of the movie, and they realise, shit, we've got to wrap this up. So the CIA just shows up. <laughs> the Jeet Kune Do division of the CIA show up. Um, just when you think all hope is lost, and uh, <laughs> they come in colour-coordinated geese as well, so we can tell them apart. Thank God. They must have researched, like, you know, like football, they've got a home and away kit. <laughs> like, they've got their away kit on. <laughs> so they, uh, they show up, uh, thus begins the best final sequence of all time in my opinion so this part of the movie just does not give a fuck man we've got a bear claw a razor claw the mirror house smashing all the mirrors there like it's, it's a crazy tense final sequence man where he's chasing Han and he's looking at the mirrors he doesn't know where he is he starts breaking them all because he has that flashback doesn't he and then he just he just fucking goes for it but all the while I'm just watching it thinking realistically it's not like a crazy house mirror situation is it it's just a room with mirrors on the surrounding walls so if you're both stood in a room you could absolutely tell where Han was stood because there's no mirrors on the floor so you can just see him he's there but he's just got loads of reflections behind him he's not in a maze or anything he's just in a room there's no reason he wouldn't be able to see him no. <laughs> Maybe just a bit dim about it. Unless I've unless I've just misunderstood it, and because like if the room is like if it's rounded and angled in such a way that if you stand by the wall, you reflect at the same place on each part of the wall. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. But when I watched it, I just thought like, oh, you'd well be able to see him. You'd well be able to see him. <laughs> but anyway, they, they they need to wrap it up. So. Um, the CIA comes to take care of all the grunts so we can have our big bad boss fight at the end. Um, he first gets the shitty little bear claw, which for some reason has fur on it. Uh, it Decoration. Yeah. Gets it stuck in the thing. 
Scarf is inside, gets his fucking razor claw on, slashes Bruce Lee up, right? But Bruce Lee don't give a fuck. It's brain over brawn at the end of it. And this goes back into what we were saying at the start about how Bruce Lee is not just he's not just strength and he's not just technique, but he's he's a philosopher and he's mindful and he uses strategy and his instincts ultimately to to, to win. So I mean, it's it's great because it's a fight and it's a guy with a fucking razor hand battering some like shredded dude who's doing sick kung fu. But at the same time, it's about it's about when he kicks him and he's like proper <laughs> dummy. Yeah. He proper flies across when he kicks him in the end. But do you like that? There's there's a lesson there because as good as Bruce Lee is, he eventually comes up against someone who is better than him, and the way he has to beat him is to reflect on what he's learned and he has to use his brain. It's not just about how good he is as a fighter, it's how good he is as a thinker as well. That's how he wins. Yeah. So then... That is that is the moral. Yeah. That, yeah, it's, it's mind over strength. But then I kind of feel like as he started to cry as he wrote that part of the script and thought it was so deep, he's like... <sighs> That's bloody good, that. Let's get another murder in. Yes. <laughs> so then... Kick him onto a big spike. So then Han gets fucking murdered, kick him onto a big spike, and reflect him around yeah. the entire fucking room. Oh, you thought you said the excess was over. It's never over. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> and I literally, I fucking applauded on my sofa. <laughs> Fuck you, Han. You just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And oh my god, brilliant, absolutely belting movie. So Bruce Lee just fucking goes back, he meets Roper, everyone's been battered, the good guys have won, and it's like, yeah man, movie's over. Yeah, that's it, no more on that. That's all, folks. (laughs) And then the movie's over. And you sat there, and you're just having a drilling dump, and you're like, oh god, that was good. Christ. You get your phone out, you Google the nearest fucking Chikun Dojo, you start learning, like, what did Bruce Lee eat for breakfast? (laughs) How did Bruce Lee train? How did he get his hair cut? How much did he weigh? I want to be Bruce Lee. (laughs) Immediately hooked. Legend. Absolute icon. I fucking love this movie. Thanks for picking it. Good. It is one of my, I would say, all-time favourite films. 26 years old and I've never seen Enter the Dragon. Brilliant. Fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. Fucking loved it. Okay. Well, like, exactly on that. I think I must have been like 15, 16 when I first watched it. Maybe even younger. Oh, Christ. So you saw it in the cinema probably then. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) But probably I had it. I had it on um, uh, video though. Oh, so, so it would have been about 20 years old when you saw it or something then, probably. Yeah, so, and I had, do you know the end scene like you were talking about with the mirrors in their yeah, hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. where Bruce Lee's got the scratches on him mm-hmm. from the knife? I had that poster, full nice. poster, that black and white one. I must have had that poster on my wall for like five years. Nice. Like, yeah, through like, like college and university. Cool, man. You know, and I remember when I first watched it, like all my friends watched it, we used to watch it all the time. Because, like, 
the more you watch it, you, you realise it's such a belting film, but it's yeah. really funny as well. Yeah. There are some absolute oh, hilarious bits. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the bits like with the faces when they jump on people. <laughs> yeah, man. And just the murder faces. They're having fun. It's a, just a, it's all. It's not slapstick or anything, but it's all just a bit silly. Yeah. Like it's not taking itself too seriously, is it? Because like at the end of the day, you're watching some steaded up. Uh, muscle man like snapping some dork in half like <sighs> you wouldn't want to take that seriously because then yeah. it's just a different movie like it's not as fun it's too serious yeah if, like, if you had that level of murder it would ruin it without you don't, you, the lights out like because if you think about what's actually going on there should be a ton of blood in this movie yeah but there isn't they don't need it it's fun Spot. Right, it's very quotable as well, like pretty yes. much all the main characters have just all like if you're trying to look at like memorable quotes for like this film, there'd be so many oh, yeah. so many Take characters. Your pit, man. Take your yeah, all the main characters have like absolutely belting ones. The soundtrack as well mm. to this I, I actually have it on C D. Do you? Yeah. Jesus. Why? Because it's amazing. Fair enough, man. So, out of respect for my absolute love for this film, there is no Tasty Steve's Fire Rating. What? Right, there's, right, effectively this is what things are judged on realistically when you look at fights. Okay. Within films, because you'd have to just immediately mark this as a 10 out of 10. In my book. I am not going to yeah, criticise. I mean, I haven't ever seen anything quite like this, honestly. Like, I've seen martial arts movies before. Like, I mean, I've seen Jackie Chan. Don't boo me. But, you know, I've seen Jackie Chan movies. I've seen, um, what's the, what's the movie with the little dude in Donnie Yen? Ip Man. Ip Man, yeah. It's an Ip Man. Well, it's exactly, it's an Ip Man. You know, so I, I've, you know, I've seen martial arts movies, like I've, I've watched UFC and done some martial arts, you know, but I've never seen anything quite like what Bruce Lee does, man. Like, when O'Hara grabs his ankles to flip him and he just fucking, he, he walks up his torso and kicks him in the face and it's like, yeah, maybe he didn't actually kick him in the face, but he did actually just do that. Like The amount of control he had to control his movements in the fight. Like, he walks he walks up a man's torso. Like, you think of a movie like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and, like, the strings as they, like, you know, you know they're, like, floating across the rooftops and I stuff. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a legitimate that's, style that's, of poem. That's too. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, and that's legit, and that's a fucking good movie, but... I don't think they're actually doing that, are they? No, not at all. But Bruce Lee actually did these things. Yeah. That's the amazing thing about these films. And, like, this is why I can't even, like, dare to comment. Mm. Because, like, I mean, they're amazing. Like, even, like, Roper. All of them amazing. are, yeah. Williams, like, his, Williams' technique, his fight styles, I like, mean, so... I know I chat shit about Parsons and said, like, oh, he's not. But, like... I googled the actor and he he's a legit fucking martial artist. Uh, I believe he's a he's a black belt in uh, a few things. I believe I didn't, didn't like go mad in depth research on him, but like like he he's legit. And I, I know I shit on him in the movie and he doesn't do a, an awful lot in the movie, but like 
they weren't fucking around. Like, they took this seriously in terms of, like, choreography. Like, they weren't just, like, throwing punches at each other. This was a bunch of, like, trained fucking martial artists yep. coming together to do... It's almost like a passion project. Like, like you say, bringing Jeet Kune Do into the mainstream. Like, look at what we can do. It's almost like an audition tape for the general public's favour, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a demonstration. Yeah. It is a demonstration. Obviously, like, that kind of martial arts uh, filmmaking what, like already existed, but it didn't exist in the Western world. In, ter- yeah. in terms of, like you say, the stunt work that you would have yeah. to do. Yeah. And the, sk- the skilled choreography of each fight scene. I mean, obviously, like, nowadays, it's probably commonplace, even in, like, any kind of film, that they have, like, fight choreography, but... Mm. You know, that's probably, like, one, like, Western-wise. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> so, my last thing I want to talk about is just my honourable mentions. Uh, just things I liked. So, uh, they talk... Several times they say uniform instead of gi or, like, kimono. They just call them uniforms. Which I thought was a little bit weird. Mr. Lee, why are you not in uniform? Yeah. Mr. Lee. <laughs> um, the guy with the hypnotash... <laughs> then here's the one here's one I wrote down that I don't remember. Can you shed any light on this? I wrote down idiot hit lion. Idiot hits lion? Yeah. I don't know what that means. But I wrote it down. Anyway, he jumps vertically into a tree. Brilliant. Uh, the prisoner hostage that vanished that I talk about. Um why do they always try and fight in 1v1? Why don't they just bum rush him? <laughs> like Ridiculous strategy. Um, why does the original claw have fur on it? Uh, the best line of the movie, legitimately, the one I thought was the best line of the movie, uh, Bruce Lee fucking fucks all the mirrors, he gets hand and he says, you've offended my family and you've offended a Shaolin temple. And that's all he needs to say. He's about to fuck you up. Cold blood there, doesn't man. need to insult you. Nope. He just tells you what you did. So now you know what's about to happen. You know why it's happened. Um, as I said before, you don't get up after a kick to the head. Not from Bruce Lee. And uh, also, right at the end, when he meets back up with Roper after they've won, there's uh, three CIA dudes and they're just throwing this one guy around, just like passing him to each other. And I'm like, what are you doing to that guy? It's like, um, it's like bullying a year seven when you're fucking in sixth form or something. Yeah, it's by that around. point, leave it alone. You've won, just mm. like, there's yeah, no like, point. Leave him to it, man. You've got your victory. Okay. That's it. You've got your victory. So, as a movie, yeah, I loved it. Like, as I say, there's some things in it that I thought were like, oh, that guy just vanished and, like, Parsons was stupid. But overall, I think it was fucking brilliant. Like I say, I'm really glad I saw it and I can't believe I've not seen it earlier. Like, in terms of martial art like as an expression of art I think this is a really really good example of it because if you you look at something like capoeira where they're dancing like it's easy to say that's an art because they're you know they're flowing together and they're getting as close to each other without striking and there's like there's a flow and it looks like a dance but something like a martial art you may not necessarily consider it an art but like what they're doing in this movie is in my opinion, it's definitely an expression of art with their martial arts. I, I listened to a guy, there was a dude on, I can't remember his name, there was a dude on a, a Joe Rogan podcast. What a surprise. Yeah, and he was, he was talking, <laughs> he was talking uh, about 
um, the difference between a martial art and a martial skill. And he said, if you're going to a gym and you're like practicing your sparring, you're doing kickboxing, or you're like practicing judo or jiu-jitsu or whatever you choose, like that's you're doing a martial skill there. And he says, when I think he was said when you compete, and it's like you're not drilling anymore, you're not choreographed, you're competing against someone. Like, that's you expressing your martial art then. Like, as opposed to practicing the martial skill, you're expressing the martial art in the same way that you would learn a scale on the guitar and learn a chord on the guitar, but you're not making art, you're learning a skill. Yeah. And then when you put those chords and scales so together in a way that you that works for you, then you've created your art. So... In this movie, as well as just making the movie, which itself is just art, it's like art as video on, on film, like the things they're doing and like their fights and their interactions, like that is them expressing their martial art and like, like their, like the these like their bodies that they've sculpted, are like as I say, they're tools for expressing this martial art. And when you watch them and the way that everything is seamless and they flow and there's no there's no like snapping into position and the next position they're like it's almost like they dance their way yeah. through the movie well it, it's it, it's kind of like shocking almost jarring so like you'll have the scenes of non-action where there's a bit of scene or storytelling and then it cuts into action and you're like holy shit that's like real like fighting yeah it's it's crazy like I, like I said I've never seen anything quite like it Truly, just <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. If you did make it all the way to the end here, uh, you can check us out on Twitter now at TOT Podcasts. Um, we'll we'll share our episodes on there. We'll tell you what we're thinking what? of doing, yeah. anything like that, and we'll probably just annoy you. Uh, yeah, if you want to follow it and be annoyed if you want to follow it and be annoyed and know what we're up to at all fucking times then yeah check us out at TLT Podcasts next time next Saturday we uploaded Friday this week not Saturday um, no reason but uh, next Saturday it's going to be I think Blade Runner you on board? absolutely absolutely right well without further ado 